0: Is he hurting? No, yeah. Very peaceful primate.
1: Yeah, we. I've never heard of Bigfoot killing anyone. Thank
0: you. (laughs) Bigfoot certainly didn't send people to conversion therapy. I can already sense that most of the music clips that I will be pulling throughout, I will not own. That's not going to be my music.
1: Fair use, baby. Fair use, baby. Hi, welcome back to Under Our Roof. I'm Lizzie.
0: And I'm Reba McIntyre.
1: You did that last time.
0: I still am Reba. Okay. I am Reba. My name is Grace. (laughs) And welcome to our podcast about living a gay old life at home. We are coming to you on Saturday morning. This is our Saturday morning cartoons, just hanging out with the house guests for an episode that I think is going to be so fun.
1: Yeah, Grace had this idea a few days ago for an episode Kind of inspired by a movie we haven't actually watched yet, yet, but we've been wanting to watch and we might watch tonight.
0: We saw the trailer on TikTok.
1: It's called Deadly Illusions.
0: And apparently there's something gay that happens. It's like a gay thriller starring the actress who played Charlotte in Sex in the City. And TikTok was like, hey, you might have slept on this movie, but you know, maybe check it out. And then I watched the trailer, saw that it could be queer content for our consideration. I actually mm-hmm. think a few people tagged this in it. Well, a couple of people
1: have also messaged me on Instagram saying it is queer t- content for our consideration Ooh. and to watch it. And basically from the trailer, we will update once we actually watch it. From the, But from the trailer, the kind of idea behind this thriller movie is like an unhealthy obsession, which mm. is a very fascinating dynamic. starting point. Dynamic. And so in a more lighthearted vein, mm-hmm. Grace had the idea of, let's talk about what are the things that we are unhealthfully unhealthily, is that?
0: It is now. Okay. Keep going. Ob- I got this.
1: Obsessed with and not so much. I mean, there's a lot of things I'm obsessed with, but kind of like our deep dives and what we could just Our reach. strange obsessions. Our strange obsessions. Yeah. Yeah.
0: And we could do a lot of episodes like this. Mm -hmm. So we're just going to check in at this point in our lives on this Saturday morning. What are we mm -hmm. currently obsessed with that might surprise you and that we might recognize is not healthy, but we're just being honest.
1: I think for me, my list isn't necessarily that it's unhealthy or is a detriment to my life in any way, but Mm -hmm. it's just things that don't necessarily add anything, but they do add entertainment
0: yeah they add the spice exactly. sometimes they do or they add the distraction I yeah. think there's such a worthy and valid place for things in our life that just are there for us to check out for a little bit yeah you know like I don't always want to further my knowledge <laughs> like sometimes I don't <laughs> No, like, I that's com- literally what I was just I sometimes I don't want to learn sometimes I want to just turn my brain off for sure I mean, isn't that that's – that's a lot of what reality television is, and there's a reason why so many of us are uh, guilty obsessions, if you will, are pieces of reality television that you know is not doing anything to mm-hmm. better or enrich your life or those around you. But maybe, maybe in some sort of inadvertent way it is because you're able to check out so that you can show up and be more engaged in a more meaningful way when you need to be
1: exactly yeah so these are our things that we have practically memorized the wikipedia pages for if there are wikipedia pages uh, they, that there should be that we have spent hours down a youtube video rabbit hole or just randomly google every time we're bored
0: yeah so who, want, who wants to go first you can go first. Can we do rock paper scissors to sure. see who those first okay okay
1: let me set down my iced coffee okay
0: wow this really is a gay podcast so it's coming to you live with the ice coffee
1: <laughs> so it's gonna be best out of one or best yeah let's just do best out of one best that's not even a thing
0: we're gonna do it one <laughs> best out of one. whoever went- whoever is the best out of this one thing yeah yeah we're gonna do it once yeah
1: okay, okay. rock <laughs> paper scissors shoot
0: we just did scissors wow we, bo- we both did scissors we both got scissors this really is a gay podcast okay
1: rock <laughs> paper scissors shoot we both just did rock. Oh
0: no! Okay, do it okay, again. Okay,
1: rock, paper, scissors, shoot!
0: haha I win. Me, um, I did
1: scissors, and Grace did rock. Yes. When neither of us did paper, any of the three times. I don't believe
0: in paper. Same. It's bad for the environment. Um,
1: it's better than plastic.
0: Well, there isn't an option to do plastic and rock, paper, scissors, my sweet.
1: The scissors probably have plastic on them. How?
0: First of all, how dare you? Okay, go on. My scissors are made out of rocks. <laughs> okay, I'll just say the most obvious thing that I have been strangely obsessed with recently. Okay. I love Reba McIntyre. I just really... <laughs> I, I, I don't know what it was maybe a week or so ago maybe 2 weeks ago it's been ago. like a couple weeks yeah i've um i was just in my car and a lot of times i like going on to um spotify and listening to like the essentials or like the this is Whatever artist it is. And I was thinking of like those iconic artists whose catalog I really wanted to become more familiar with. I think that's, that's just something I love to do as, as a music lover. Mm -hmm. And it came to me on this drive. I don't know where I was going, but I was like, Reba McIntyre, like, why have you not sat down and gotten as familiar as possible with Reba Reebs? And I did. I like put on the like Reba radio or something like that. And I was immediately just transported. She's just an absolute icon, and then I dove into her music and her life and her music videos, her iconic music videos that were all just little Oscar-worthy movies dressed up as music videos. She acts in all of them. She has a whole character arc. She has multiple different families in these music videos where she's like, there's a family problem, mm-hmm. and Reba's the one that's like singing in some parts, fully acting in some parts. There's a video. Is there life out there where she's like going to school but also trying to like raise a family, and then her kids spill coffee? on her paper that she'd just written on her typewriter. And then she thinks she's going to fail the class. And she's like, why would you do that? And they're like, it was an accident. I'm so sorry. But she finally like dries off the paper and still turns it in. And then the teacher is like, looks like you really learned a lot. And Reba says something to the effect of, I learned more from not writing the paper than I learned from writing the paper like learning about life basically and not getting mad at your kids if they spill coffee on your typewritten paper (laughs) to turn into your class I don't know I know again this is also if you don't understand what I'm talking about then that's because it is an unhealthy obsession I think that I just missed her when she was going to be in Vegas and I really hope she goes back but she's in Vegas with Brooks and Dunn which I think is cheap Reba is one of those stars where she should just have the Reba show. I don't want Brooks and Dunn in there. You know what I mean? I can't explain it, but having Reba have to share the stage feels homophobic. It should just be Reba. She also has a shoe line of boots at Dillard's. And um, mark my words, house guests, 2021, I'm getting me a pair of Reba's. I want to get a pair of boots of Reba's from Dillard's. I will be wearing them a lot. Do you think they make men's Rebas? No, God damn it, I don't. That is so homophobic because I don't really want to wear the women's boots, but I will if I have to. Well, you can see
1: what styles they have. They might have
0: some that are not so yeah, not like the pointed shoe. Reba is a country music singer. I, sh- I if you don't know who she is, <laughs> we really jumped ahead. <laughs> here. I, I jumped. I just assume that y'all know. If like as you're listening, maybe just Google Reba. McIntyre. I mean you really shouldn't. You don't have need to, a last you name. You don't need a last name. She's Reba. But look her up and just scroll a little bit. She just is so cool. She had a a a sitcom. I mean, you just don't talk about her enough. A triple threat in that she can sing, she can sell boots <laughs> at <laughs> Dillard's she and she can act she can act her ass off. She's so cool. I just I also just love stars that stick around for a while. Like, the staying power. I Mm -hmm. respect that so much. And the storytelling in her songs. Like, that was old-school country music.
1: Yeah, she does have very old-school country.
0: Yeah, you'll go back into her catalog, and you'll be like, wait, this was a single on country radio, and it's like a four-minute song about a murder trial. I think that is so badass. You just don't see it anymore. Also, all of her songs are about, like, well, not all of them, but a lot of them are about a man leaving her, and I... I, I will hunt this man down. Whoever did this to Reba, she's been married a few times.
1: She has some fire album covers, Fire!
0: Too. Oh, the best. I want her Reba album... merch, but I want, like, metal Reba merch. I really
1: want you to make an album cover someday in the style of Reba. Because it yeah. just exudes confidence. All of her album covers are just her face. It's so good. It's like the old school style of album cover where you just... It's not artsy.
0: You just want to know what this Mm. singer looks like. Well, it's artsy in the sense where she's like, this is what I look like when I'm releasing this album. And I'm going to just get all dolled up and look my absolute best on the cover of this album. I'm not trying to give you a metaphor, not trying to be obtuse about anything. My name is Reba. This is what my face looks like. This is my Mm -hmm. album, and I'm just gonna give a smolder. A smolder. It's so powerful. Okay, so that's you need a smolder album
1: cover. I think
0: you think so someday. I don't know if I have the confidence of. But that's what I'm
1: saying. Like, it shows so much confidence to have that as your album cover. She really. In a few years, you can.
0: All right, so I'll leave you with this. If you've never heard of Reba McIntyre before, and you're interested in maybe kicking off your own Reba obsession, you want to go to Dillers and grab you a pair of Rebas. Oh my gosh, I'd be so jealous if someone does that and tags me and gets a pair of Rebus. Or just see if they have them and, in my size. Can someone... I don't know where Dillard's is in LA, but if you live near a Dillard's <laughs> and you can scout out some Rebus for me, I would be very grateful. Um, <laughs> <laughs> honestly, I really can't wait to visit my parents in Kentucky and just scout out yeah, the last Rebus. Last night we were on
1: the phone with Grace's parents like talking about possibly going to Kentucky yeah. for Thanksgiving. And she, your mom was like, oh yeah, let's talk about like what we would want to and the dates you would come and stuff. And Grace mm-hmm. is like, is there a Dillard's? Is there
0: a Dillard's? I want to get me a <laughs> pair of Reba's. Listen to the song Fancy by Reba and you've let me know. heard it
1: before. Even if you don't think you've heard one of Reba's songs. Yeah. Once you play Fancy, you'll be like, oh. Yeah,
0: let me know if you like it. Because I think that's one of my favorite songs by her. It's a really iconic song and it tells yeah. a story. So if you're interested in kicking off your own unhealthy obsession, put on Fancy and drive to your local Dillard's and thank me in the morning. The trimming and it fitting me good. And standing back from the looking less, there the stood a woman more a half grown kid. It stood. She said, a Here she wants, fancy, don't let me down. She said, a Here she wants, fancy,
1: don't let me down. Mama, All right, am I up? Yeah, I have a bunch and. I was trying to decide what to start with, but since you talked about a person, I think mm-hmm. I'm going to start with something that's not a person. Good. I have an obsession with luxury shipliners, and <laughs> oh, in particular, Titanic. Like, of course, I love the movie Titanic. I've talked about it on several episodes, but the actual history of Titanic separate from the film as well. And it makes me think, the luxury ship liner thing makes me think of some of our dear friends who... They're um, also a married couple. They live in Texas. Tommy and Phillip, if you're listening, we love you. And we went on a vacation together a couple of years ago, like only a few months before COVID started. Thankfully, we got to go because we didn't know what was going to come. And we were sitting down at brunch like the second morning of the trip. And Tommy just like looks up across the table and he's like, I have an obsession with luxury ship liners." Mm-hmm. And I was I didn't I knew them pretty well at that point, but... Um, I had only hung out with him in person like a couple times at that point.
0: From then on, I knew Tommy and I were just two peas in a pod, yeah, you're very interested in the the decadence. yes, the decadence and
1: the a, and the
0: fancy cruise ship.
1: oh, yeah, and the uh, the tragedy and the and the drama of because there's been a lot of disasters. Here's the thing. I've never been on a cruise. I don't want to. I just don't think I would like that at all. Yeah. but Titanic, I'm obsessed with reading about it and studying it. And when I was little, the Scholastic Book Fairs, if you know what I'm talking about, this was very much a thing of the 90s. Maybe other times too, but that's when I was in elementary school. And you would get to school and there would be all these books set up in sort of a display in the library. And you could go and write down on a piece of paper like what books you wanted. And your parents could get some books for you. And I always wanted the Titanic books. I was obsessed with all the Titanic ones. I had picture books and history books about it. And even in law school, I took a class on art law and restitution and stuff like that, and I wrote my term paper for the class on titanic artifacts and the legal issues surrounding there's actually been a lot of looting of the titanic which is so wild to me that people can just secretly go down there and steal stuff mm-hmm. i mean
0: very it feels so wrong how I mean, is it that? is wrong but it also the fact that you could that that's even feasible. yes that you could just
1: go to titanic oh my god i mean obviously we can't but people have gotten married at the wreck in a submarine
0: feels very weird but also i'm sure people have gotten married in graveyards before
1: sure that's some people's whole that's their whole thing i mean yeah a marriage a wedding ceremony in a tiny four foot by four foot submarine would not be my
0: oh that's the only way you can i realized how dumb i am uh i was literally thinking of divers <laughs> oh going God. down like a wedding party of divers Absol- but that is um, far too deep they would explode um yeah, they would die. they would die they would be dead so oh so they go down in the little i know the type of boats yeah they're not boats. they're the, not boats. the little spaceship the underwater spaceships mm-hmm. basically you yeah. have to use to get to titanic so people have gotten married in those
1: yes oh, well at
0: least one couple that of that, that is an obsession
1: and I don't okay, if money was no object, I truly don't know if I would want to go visit the Titanic.
0: I would oh my gosh, no. I think no. Never. I have no desire to go to space right now. No. I think I would but I would think I would be more interested in going to space than I would be to die underwater, to go underwater like deep deep underwater.
1: That's the thing. I don't know why because as far as I know, there's never been any issue with um titanic visitors at least documented ones clearly people have gone down there without telling anybody we, so we, we can't
0: really check the yelp reviews Right, so people but, would be like i had a bad time i think in theory
1: the idea so you can i don't know if they're running right now because they kind of go intermittently but they have these cruises where you cruise from newfoundland i think or somewhere in canada and you take a couple day cruise and you on the cruise have history lessons about Titanic there's presentations there's artifacts stuff like that and you get to read about it and listen to lectures on it and stuff and that in a nerdy way sound really really fun to me and then on the third day or however long it takes to get to the wreckage site you can have a turn going in one of the things it's like a four hour round trip to go down there
0: you would have a problem just because of your bladder. I know.
1: I would have to pee for sure. And I don't think you can. I think
0: there's no way. Right. I mean, it's like a four foot by four foot. Yeah. Little but
1: spaceship. anyway, I I think the whole thing would seem so cool until it came time to actually go down there. And I think I would freak out.
0: I. That's just really scary. The reason why I think space versus deep ocean is more mm. appealing is because space, like you get a view. You get that perspective. Yeah. You know how much I love a view underwater it's like oh we're just in the depths of darkness
1: i know it's pitch black pitch oh, black
0: i yeah the amount of pressure which obviously i know is the same for space but it's just i don't know space for me just hits way different than underwater <laughs> <hits> way different. <laughs> Spa- you know what i mean big fan of space mm-hmm. I'm, a- I'm obsessed with space i'm gonna go on record for that okay is
1: that your next one no
0: my next one actually has to do with um tiktok and gen z i'm so thankful for this i love big pants coming back
1: oh yeah that's I just, a good one that's yeah really, is that an obsession of yours or just an observation
0: well i would say it's an obsession because i just ordered a pair
1: oh So I feel like if you
0: execute on it, I mean, not obsession, is it Reba levels? No. Mm -hmm. But am I very excited? And I think that this is high time that we started being reasonable with pants. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah, I'm really excited about that. Just for me as a person who uh, does have dysphoria, and especially like in the hip region, I really love this trend of moving away from more form-fitting jeans to what I think is always way more comfy and practical. And whenever a trend comes in, they just make more inclusive cuts from different brands. Mm -hmm. And that's like what I've, I've like all my tabs on my computer for random reasons, I'm always just like adding things to a cart to nowhere of like the type of pants that I like. Mm -hmm. And I'm seeing them more and more. I really never loved the skinny jean thing. I guess it was okay when it was like skinny jeans with large t-shirts, because then just for dysphoric reasons, it kind of evened out a little bit. But I'm very excited for my big, chunky cargo pants to come in. Thank you. Thank you, TikTok and Gen Z, for (laughs) that. For being reasonable.
1: Yeah, when's our clothing clothing order getting here?
0: Um, maybe... In like a few days.
1: Okay, just wondering.
0: You want to do a a, a haul reveal? <laughs> we we each got two items. <laughs> End of haul. Yeah.
1: yeah, that would be a little underwhelming, but I am excited. <laughs> like, welcome to our
0: haul. <laughs> I got this pair of pants. Lizzie, what'd you get? A shirt. Thank you. Bye. <laughs>
1: I cannot really eat and work at the same time. So if I'm in a busy workday, I I just have to take a break to eat lunch, which I think is healthy. I think that's good if you can manage to kind of stop working. I don't know why I just it's my brain doesn't really process. Mm -hmm. But I like to scroll through a blog or sort of do something if I'm eating lunch at my desk. And often what I do is I check up on evangelical influencers and that is such a source of entertainment for me i truly love following the absolutely i don't even know what the word is the -the over-the-top cuckoo antics of one girl defined you probably know them i feel like a lot of people do i don't want to turn this into talking bad about others, but I mean they're just bad takes, their hypocrisy.
0: I think it's just a very strange lane that they've carved for themselves. Let
1: me back up if you don't know who they are. Okay. They have a YouTube channel and a website and a blog, I guess. And
0: a business. A
1: business. They have it's called a ministry, according to them.
0: Oh, for tax purposes.
1: Probably. Oh my they, gosh. I don't know if they're getting like a religious tax write off. They but are. they're these sisters. They make videos about like dressing modestly and stuff. And they Mm. are
0: super homophobic. Wait, wait. I I do want to make one thing clear, though. We're Mm. talking about our unhealthy obsessions. You like to... Just see what they're up to. Yeah. However, have you ever commented or... No. Oh my God. Absolutely not. And so we would just like to make it very clear that while Lizzie is sharing about her unhealthy obsession, the best remedy for... People like this is to not engage. No,
1: I don't follow them. I would never – I don't add fuel to the fire. Yeah, don't
0: – No, no, no. Poke this ministry. Like, yeah. I don't know. It's, but it's
1: just entertaining to – I mean, I don't know. I don't want to get into hot water here with saying, like, it's entertaining to watch people be anti-Semitic Well, and stuff. It's, it's not
0: I, I, in that sense. Yeah, but. but I bet you that it's – what you're tapping into is sort of a similar thing that I do sometimes, which is I will watch – anti-gay sermons or like ex-gay testimony. Mm -hmm. And I don't know why. It's not to glean any like, "Hmm, I wonder what this insight is. I know exactly what they're going to say. But there is this strange fascination, curiosity. I mean, it's like it's an unhealthy thing to tap into, an itch to sort of scratch, especially when you've come so far out on the other side of toxic theologies. And persons such as this that I think a lot of people listening are familiar with. If, mm-hmm. you, if you were raised in a Christian culture, chances are you've encountered individuals and ministries like this that serve to keep people oppressed, um, keep people down, and to make you feel really bad about who you are and to cast judgment on anyone who lives a little bit differently than yourself. So I understand That place that you're coming from because I know how I find myself some like searching for sermons like this just to be like what are you talking about like what are you doing and the other part of it too
1: is it's a little they're so fundamentalist and I mean they are and they aren't because they like wear tons of makeup and kind of dress however they want but then say that it's their version of modesty and stuff so they're not fundamentalists Like, I feel like a true fundamentalist wouldn't even be on social media because it's immodest or something. I don't know. know. So they're a little bit they're like grifting fundamentalists. But they they all like waited to kiss their husbands till they were married. Like their first kiss was at the at the altar and stuff. There's some reality shows like that. And it kind of gives me the flavor of that.
0: Oh, you see what I'm saying? Oh yeah, I know. I remember there was a there was a reality show about because there was that viral video or something of a couple that hadn't kissed until they got to the altar and yeah,
1: then they're their like, first
0: kiss was a little awkward.
1: Yeah, they're they're uh, that way. Okay. I don't know where they got that from.
0: I mean, <laughs> anytime someone cites biblical marriage as their foundational roots for being a nuclear American family, I guess it's fascinating for me because the the context of biblical marriage is so far askew from anything that people in bible times would have recognized
1: i know Um, so so silly yeah okay that's enough about those
0: well i'll i'll tap on to something that i am obsessed with in a similar vein where i'm like this is literally not good for me and i should not engage in this but this is my entertainment my source of entertainment what is it it is YouTube drama. I don't oh, know if yeah, people you do love- would ever guess this about me. I do not really watch a lot of YouTubers and I don't really follow a lot of, of YouTubers. But for some reason, somewhere along the lines, YouTube started recommending um, like tea spill channels to me of like, this is like what's going on, those like recap videos. Mm-hmm. And they hooked me. And so I will keep up with YouTube drama for YouTubers who have never seen, like, a full-length video of. And that is something that I know is so silly and... Really does not add anything to my life. and yet i'm I'm up to date. Let's just say that. I'm always sort of up to date with whatever is happening because I don't really pay attention to vloggers or like makeup tutorials. Most of the YouTube videos that I watch are long form video essays by creators that I genuinely respect and I uh, am curious about their insight that are almost never involved in drama, but there is a different sort of tier of YouTubers that all are sort of friends with each other, um, or they all know each other, and they're, and they're just documenting their lives. It's less about, like, here's my take. Like, a, like I love Drew Gooden. He makes really funny videos about uh, Lifetime movies or something like that. He is never going to be caught up in drama. I mean, I, I could stand corrected, but that's just not what he seeks to put out into the world. He's not talking about the behind the scenes with like him and his spouse or what's going on with him and his friends, but there are some YouTubers that reveal that and put that on display and then when things go awry, they'll like subtweet each other and like make Instagram stories. And again, I don't see these because I don't follow any of them, but the recap channels will tell me about it. And it's like my soap opera. I like kind of check up on it with kind of with my coffee in the morning. I'm like, what's what's happening with these people whose full length videos I've never seen. (laughs) And sometimes it's deeply disturbing. And sometimes it's innocuous. And either way, I'm just caught up with most of it. It's very strange. I wonder how long this will last for it's only been about two years, like a year or two that I've been tapping in. Mm -hmm. And when the videos started getting recommended for me, now it's like watching sport highlights in like a weird way <laughs> i just check up every morning i don't know how long i'm gonna stay interested because how long can you stay interested in the life of someone you genuinely do not know
1: i mean i guess we'll find sky's out the limit depends how interesting yeah
0: <laughs> people will be like i'll let you know when i tune out of under our roof
1: hey
0: that's true am that. oh, sorry please keep listening uh, um okay because i'm worth it this actually has a preacher's
1: kid tie in i'm obsessed with grace's music
0: oh my gosh <laughs> i'm obsessed with this artist named semler no really i mean i fringe
1: i am but very
0: niche controversial controversial.
1: <laughs>
0: controversial opinion here
1: this has to do with one of the lyrics from jesus from texas mm. i'm obsessed with bigfoot have we talked about this on the podcast
0: I'm sure we must have referenced it. I don't think we really, We both really like Bigfoot. That's yes. true.
1: Okay, so let me back up. I probably two, three years ago have obviously heard of Bigfoot, but just hadn't really given it a second thought. Mm-hmm. Then I listened to a podcast, sort of advancing the theory that. Bigfoot could have existed, maybe st- maybe doesn't currently, but there was.
0: There was a bipedal primate that yes. might have existed on the North American continent at some point in time, is what the podcast was talking about.
1: M- yeah, I mean, it, it wasn't even necessarily saying that's, it wasn't completely advocating that position, but it was sort of explaining how reasonable minds could take that position and it was really interesting it's called wild thing by the way if anyone wants to
0: listen to it not a perfect podcast i will say no sometimes certain episodes dragged but i think the theories that they presented and the voices that they consulted made it way more compelling than I certainly anticipated.
1: Yes, I I went into it thinking, I'm not going to believe in Bigfoot after this. But I think part of what was so fascinating about it is that it talked about the genuine scientific interest in it and the scientific community that are basically Bigfoot hunters. There's also a different kind of group of supernatural believers, which I respect as well. I'm not trying to make fun of anybody's belief or anything like that. But the scientific part of it was particularly interesting to me. And ever since then, I just kind of went down a huge rabbit hole watching the, patter- I think it's called the Patterson-Gimlin film. Something I might be like that, mispronouncing yeah. it. But there's this film taken in, I want to say, the 60s of what appears to be a Bigfoot walking. And it's kind of, it's famous. It's still unconfirmed, basically. It's It has not been ruled a hoax right um but it also hasn't obviously been proven but basically these two guys were out in the forest and they filmed a bigfoot walking and it appears to be a female and there's really interesting stuff about people analyzing the video i mean objective third parties analyzing mm-hmm. the video and saying something about the gait of the animal could not have been a person in a suit Mm. And this was before CGI and stuff. It's clearly not a doctored film. It's just a question of whether this is an animal or whether this is a person in a monkey suit, basically. But it pretty much can't be computer generated.
0: Of course not. I also think that it's worth noting that indigenous cultures on the continent had lore regarding this type of primate, potentially Well before um, the Gimlin, the Patterson-Gimlin film, and that there is certain speculation on the existence of this type of an animal that you don't often hear about when people are just like seeing like a Sasquatch commercial. Right, because
1: it's kind of a the butt of a joke. Of right, like, right. And, and,
0: and that there were many cultures that existed. The existence of this animal was not a joke. It was very much like steeped in culture and stories and passed down over generations. So who's to say?
1: And I think after spending way too many hours kind of researching this and reading about it just for my own interest, I kind of came to the conclusion that I don't really know what I think, but I just think... Imagine if a few years from now there was some sort of conclusive proof. I think the theory is maybe it was something that went that was very small in number and went extinct a mm-hmm. while ago, um as in maybe a few decades ago, so doesn't still exist or maybe does. I don't know. I know some people are tuning out at this point because I sound not believable, but my conclusion was wouldn't that be so cool? And what does it hurt to believe that it could be possible? And it's just so So inspiring, I don't know, so enthralling to think there could be this large animal that we don't even know about. And
0: I think the one thing that I get hung up on is I feel like we would have found either a nest or a skeleton by now.
1: Yeah. But But then
0: also when we were like in the Pacific Northwest and you're in these like really dense areas of the country and you look out and it's just like swaths of thick forest – then your imagination does start to wander, like, could we have really covered all this ground? Mm-hmm. Is it possible that if there was, like, I just know that someone listening is like, all right, we get it. The Baldridge's believe in Bigfoot. <laughs> um, but is it possible that there could have been, like, an ancient ape that we just missed or something? I don't know. Point being, yeah. We've looked into it, okay?
1: Yeah, and I think that is what kind of inspired that lyric of, I believe in Bigfoot more than God. Yeah, who's who's he hurting? Who's he hurting? Because I think when people have a weird visceral reaction to somebody saying, oh, maybe Bigfoot could be real or could have been a species in the past, Mm -hmm. why would people have this? Because we made a TikTok about it, and it was mostly a joke, like, hey, we don't know it doesn't exist, Mm -hmm. and – most people kind of liked the video, but then we did get a bunch of comments, which really didn't bother me. I was just like, okay, please chill where people said, um, like, you're so stupid, mm. Bigfoot's not real. And I I honestly kind of understand that reaction talking about a higher power when right. people are like, how can you believe that? Now, I disagree, but I also completely understand how so much harm has been done in the name of believing in God right so when people have a visceral reaction of well I don't believe in God or I don't think that I don't like I don't appreciate that kind of belief system I'm like okay I you may have your reasons but when people say people get mad that you might believe in Bigfoot I'm like why literally what does that
0: hurt right if you believe it's fun yeah.
1: Why, w- why does it matter if you think Bigfoot could be
0: real? Who is he hurting? No, it, yeah. Very peaceful primate. Yeah, we,
1: I've never heard of Bigfoot killing anyone. Thank
0: you. <laughs> Bigfoot certainly didn't send people to conversion therapy. No. And that just said the mood. You say you're obsessed with me. So I took a second and I said, Me too. I'm obsessed with me e- e as much as you. All right, here's my final obsession that I have for today. And it's a little bit out of left field, perhaps controversial. Similar to uh, going down the Reba rabbit hole, if you will. Another Spotify rabbit hole I like to go down is TikTok stars crossing over into (laughs) music. I will not apologize for this. I think it's really interesting. I also think it's encouraging? I don't know. Maybe that is sort of strange to say, but I always think it's very cool when people want to hop over to a different form of expression and the vulnerability that comes with musical expression. I don't think that everyone crushes it. I'm not saying that everyone is is nailing it, but I just really am interested and I always listen to, uh, like the tiktokers that are coming out with music just to see what they're doing because i've been really pleasantly surprised but there's just something fun and exciting about seeing people try their hand at music
1: do you think that's bad pa- i don't know no i think it's good okay What do you say you're
0: obsessed with i did plan on putting addison's <laughs> song in here yeah i don't know it's fun like i i think that it's easy to hate on someone trying something new or to ca- maybe maybe hate is a strong word I mean it's easy to cast judgment sometimes on someone trying something new out of their comfort zone, but I would like to normalize celebrating it and, and saying that it's cool. And again, it doesn't mean that it has to be your cup of tea, but putting yourself out there in a song is so raw and vulnerable. And I just think it's very cool that the younger generation is normalizing that.
1: I agree. And I I have to say, whenever I see comments where, and it's a tale as old as time, you know, back when it's like, I was obsessed with Lizzie McGuire, and then Hilary Duff made Metamorphosis one of the greatest albums of all time. Really fire. Ahead of its time, I would Mm -hmm. say, and people did criticize it and say, you know, just because you are an actress does not mean that you need to make music. Now, same refrain, just because you're a TikToker doesn't mean that you need to make music. But who is it hurting? And when people are like, hey, everybody doesn't need to be a musician, Okay, but if but you had
0: the opportunity, yeah. why not? Like, that's that's what I think is so fun about it. Yeah. It's like you have all these resources where you can potentially create a bop and then you have a budget for a music video just to see people going for it. I think it's super cool. Like, the who who is it? Lil Huddy had like a pop punk song. And I was like, listen, this is – I'm enjoying this.
1: Yeah, it's very silly to me just to – dislike people trying something new
0: do not forget that avril lavigne received a lot of scorn from old heads being like she's not punk like what is this Mm -hmm. this is trash or whatever and that album let go her debut album is almost unskippable
1: oh my god yeah
0: so so good and i remember at the time seeing older generations be like this is trash like she's calling herself punk like what is this and now i would argue that she's like the reigning queen of pop punk yeah don't you think and i think she's gonna come back with a new album that's gonna blow us all away I
1: totally
0: so agree. i i just i like except don't you mean her body double how dare you we're not speaking that on the podcast if
1: we had more time i would go into conspiracy theories we are not
0: avril is alive cut it out everybody (laughs) avril is alive okay don't even look that up that's so (laughs) weird i can't believe that you entered that into the house guest discourse well no you have the power to remove it i do i'm gonna keep it in though okay just for the spice, since we're being a little controversial on the on this. I also, for, for the record, I also love discovering musicians who have been musicians on TikTok. I'm just saying that like one of my obsessions is music on TikTok, whether that is like TikTokers trying their hand at music or musicians who are like creating uh, dances for their music. I think that's also super cool. Just as a medium, it's my favorite obsessive platform to create and discover on. I guess that's pretty predictable, given that I kind of do that on there too. My love for you is gold, not blue. And well, I think that's a good place to wrap up our
1: obsessions. It's coming kind of full circle back to what you actually, your career.
0: As a TikToker? Yeah. Yeah, as, mm-hmm. a, as, a, as a big TikToker uh, churning out bops yeah. and dances. I know, yeah. yeah. We're going to go film some dances after this. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Should we actually? <laughs> yeah, sure. It's not a no. Anyway, thank you so much for listening. You can always rate, review, and subscribe to this podcast. It really helps us out. We are an independent podcast. You can also write to us directly with your unhealthy obsessions, if you want, at underourroofpod at gmail.com. You can write to us with episodes recommendations or just your thoughts questions comments and concerns thanks again for listening in house guests and we will see you next week bye bye so come here my darling come here my girl I'm